Hey, welcome to the epidemic. I'm hey. Buck Tumor Boy Duke. <laughs> so Buck Duke, it was just he he was about to go into something, but um, then he decided not to, and uh, yeah. he said that he has a tumor and that he did well, not want to go into detail. I, I said that I might have a tumor, and that's that's why I'm not allowed to drink for a little confirmed? while. Confirmed? Because nor- normally on the <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> nor- normally on this podcast, we like to have a little we like to have a little dirt water. Uh, Chad's drinking something terrible, probably. Black Label, Black Label Supreme, eight percent beer. This is but like yeah. three times three times thicker than American beer. I just want to throw that. Ugh. Out there. Ugh. It's it's just as terrible though. That's the thing. Yeah, sure. Um. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not drinking for a while because I might have a tumor in my face, and uh, so we'll see if if 2016 continues to be relentless or I get my sweet escape of death. <laughs> Speaking it's of little, speaking of relentless, rest in peace, fucking Janet Wright of Corner Gas fame. Leonard Cohen. It's been I think oh, we've lost dude. a few during yeah. that, and not only that, but we haven't had a podcast since uh, the oh. great and powerful Emperor Trump has taken power. Holy shit! Like I've had like I keep uh, like I will not stop with the Trump jokes, and like, <laughs> Why like would I've, you? Been, I've been making them for months around my friends, and then I made if one. You go of- back about nine months on this podcast. We called it then yes. that Trump was going to be president of the United States. And the reason I thought that then was because I thought America was interested in uh, fucking shitty TV and entertainment. And guess what? I was right. And the reason <laughs> I knew that is because lots of people listen to this shitty show. So I think I will be running for president of Canada in the next election. Oh, yeah. Not, I'm not old enough, actually, but pretty soon. If I don't die from this tumor. How, how old do you have to be? Like 30. I think I'd be like 35 or something. Oh, I didn't know there was a fucking age limit. But um, yeah, um, so I've been making these jokes for like 10 months, right? And like I've always been making these jokes to my friends and they always laugh at it. And then I think it was like a few nights ago, I was hanging out with some people and I made a Trump joke and somebody was like, yo, don't make it. I was I was a loser. He was like, yo, you can't make those jokes anymore because it's actually scary now. It's not funny anymore. And I said, you don't think it's funny anymore? No, it's, it's, it might be funnier. If anything, it's funnier. <laughs> it's way funnier. Dude, like, I don't think people are understanding the beautiful, beautiful hilarity of this situation. People are getting scared and being like, Trump's going to kill everybody. It's like, no, he's not. Dude, dude fucking ran as the president of the United States, said literally the opposite things he should have said, and they voted him in. Well, I mean... It's the silliest... People probably should be concerned, but... Uh, but like, I mean, let's enjoy it for now. Let's let's see what he does. What Like, what if he's good? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah no, that's no one, no one has ever gotten into that that I've seen. What if he's good? I mean, obviously, yeah. he will, obviously hey, that's that's... Yet to be determined. So, uh, don't don't. This pay is a country. Look, I I may look like a walking Trump poster boy, but that that is not the case. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you kind of look like Trump is the only thing. You could be his son. You could oh, be Trump's be. son. Like <laughs> Trump's banged a lot of ladies. You never know. Yeah. To be fair, if if I do die. Uh, hopefully my Make-A-Wish foundation will be that I get to meet President Trump. That, that's, like, legitimately, that's what I'll do because that's like so fucking funny. Can, can you Make-A-Wish? I thought you had to be like like under the age of like 22 or something to do the Make-A-Wish foundation. Yeah, that might be true. But I'll figure yeah. it out. Oh, well, we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. Well, I mean, welcome I, to the I don't, Epidemic Podcast. I don't want anybody to be concerned because I'm immensely, I'm an immensely lucky human being and I don't think I'll get my wish of death, so... <laughs> Because yeah, like, how keep, have I lived this long? Like, I don't all, I, all, I, all, I, all I crave is death, Chadley, and it just it won't happen for some reason. <laughs> I, I get I'm begging for situations that. where, like, I've had I've had a fucking pistol pointed at my face, and I still haven't died, <laughs> Chadley. <laughs> you, you, a guy brought a knife out and tried to mug you, and you said no. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> But um, there is there is another story where a guy pulled a pistol on me, but I actually can't tell that story on air because there's like still <laughs> some legal shit going on with that. All right, I'll uh, well, I mean, I will I will look forward to hearing that story in private a little later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what have we got on the table for today, Chadley? Now that we've got all that fun stuff out of the way, today we're going to be talking about some movies. First off, uh, should we should we start with the uh, 
Should we start with the ye old uh, Flight of the Concords flick, or should we should we start with Spielberg? I think we're I think we're reeling people in with Spielberg, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's fucking let's start with Spielberg. We're going to talk about Steven Spielberg's newest movie with Mark Rylance. This is called the BFG, the Big Fucking Gay Lord, and then we're going to be talking. About, did yeah, what did the you fuck? Yeah, did you hear that totally um, politically correct joke that I just made? Um, Welcome to Trump's America, people. <laughs> Welcome to Trump's America. Uh, no, it's the big, the big fucking giant, or the big friendly giant. Uh, we're also gonna, guy. yeah, the big fucking gun, the BFG, uh, circa Doom. Uh, we're also gonna be talking about uh, Diary of the Dead, which I literally finished watching about four minutes ago. Yes. Yeah, so, all right, we'll get into that. <laughs> I got some. <laughs> I uh, got some 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 stuff to say about that, and then we'll be ending off the day uh, for with a movie called Hunt for the Wilder People, um, from the creator of Flight of the Concords. Uh, that one's real fucking. That one's real fucking interesting. Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. I adore Taika Waititi, but we'll talk about that a little bit my later. Boy, my boy. My boy. My boy. All right, let's start off talking about the BFG. Sure. Okay, so the BFG is based on a book. Um, which was written by a res- relentless sexist and fucking racist named Roald Dahl, yeah. who uh, apparently was a big cocksucker asshole to pretty much everybody who ever spoke to him. But he wrote some pretty fun books. Kids' books, maybe. Uh-huh. Not yeah, actual books. He didn't have the skill to write an actual book. Yeah, no. He wrote such, such great flicks as Going Solo, uh, The Great Glass Elevator, uh, The Twits, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and of course, the BFG, the Big Friendly Giant. So All right, so me I'm too hard on authors that write kids' books. After I went off on J.K. Rowling for a long time, but you write kids' books. What you saying is, you know, like those those like really young kid books that are like meant for like fucking three year olds. Uh-huh. It's like I, I I was reading one of those to like my niece or some shit, and like I was really just paying attention to the quality of the book, and I realized that like there's a guy whose job it is to do this, and like it's things like Spot is brown. Yeah, those those he picture books. Those are those are it's, something special. That's a special. Yeah. Well, that's well. I, then I got got to thinking like, how do you score that gig, right? Because that's got to be the <laughs> easiest gig on the planet, and you get your name on the front of the book and everything. It's exciting. Oh, I'd probably have a pen name because I wouldn't want my my fucking brand <laughs> sullied by that shit. <laughs> Absolutely. So the BFG is a book, and now like here's the thing: is that Roald Dahl's books all have like very similar atmospheres, and we've seen Tim Burton take a swing at that atmosphere, and we uh-huh. also have seen Tim Burton fail spectacularly at it. And since um, the last time we saw the Roald Dahl universe with Tim Burton's aesthetic. Seeing it with a Steven Spielberg aesthetic is a little bit refreshing, if you ask me. Well, it's certainly better. Certainly better. I, I, I want to go on record in saying, like, I understand that this is silly, dumb shit. But I kind of loved it. Um, there was a lot of things I really liked about this movie. Did you like um, it because you're a moron, Chadley? Or why is the reason you liked it? Well, first, okay, okay. Here's here's why I liked it. Okay, is here here's why I liked it, is that because it truly feels like a whimsical movie that doesn't overstay its welcome, or understay its welcome. It's a perfectly length whimsical film about a fantasy world giant that helps little kids. Yeah, it's it's probably the most whimsical child abduction uh, film that I can think of. <laughs> It does start off on a terrifying note when he snatches up the little girl. Um, it gets, I mean, like, I'd, I'd say it gets a little bit weirder later in the movie um, when you got Jeremy Clement trying to eat everybody and shit. But um, I, I just, I, I, there's something so goddamn charming about that uh, Mark Rylance playing the big friendly giant. There's just something I really like about Mark Rylance in general. The problem, that, yeah, you do like Mark Rylance a lot, which I think is I think is deserved because Mark Rylance is good, but he he's not as good as you make him out to be. And <clears throat> where I where this movie loses me is it is charming, and then they do like forty minutes of fart jokes, and then I'm I'm done. I'm okay, done. Yeah. I'm that, done with that. That, I'm done, I'm done. that I understand. That I understand. I was totally off board for them drinking the drinking the fart soda. 
And then they like gave the fart soda to the queen. And, and like my girlfriend turns to me and she's like, are they fucking doing this joke? And I'm like, oh, Jesus, they're doing this joke. Um, but like there is, I don't know. It's, it's so hard to explain. Let's talk about the visuals first of all. I don't know. I don't know what happened in the past year, but I think I think Disney kind of got this CG shit kind of figured, you know. Sort of, but I not think, really. I don't think I don't think the stuff on the green screen looks good yet. I don't think they figured I, that. Yeah, out. I mean, but but I feel like they're getting there. Like those, like the giants looked pretty good in this movie, and they're fully CG'd. I think but I think a lot of the CG good. was good, but whenever like the girl was on a green screen, it's still it's not there. It's not there. Yeah, I, I agree. But we're getting we're getting closer. I say by twenty twenty, Disney has figured this out. I would I would say they're the closest uh, for sure because they're doing all the big budget shit. Absolutely. So yeah, um, as well as I, again, this is this is more probably just coming from Steven Spielberg and his um, uh, experience. But the cinematography and the lighting are all really excellent, really notably excellent, actually. Yeah, but it definitely has the Spielberg uh, signature look and feel yeah like, absolutely uh, the, the aesthetic is very spielberg super spielberg yeah. um, I'm not sure I, I cared very much so and i think that's really what put me off of this one and you know what i don't like, think I, I ever cared what was happening i think i think that's where you and i differ is that like as soon as you get to know this character I, like i feel like personally and this is an opinion thing right this is going to differ from person to person if you're able to connect with that girl on an emotional level within the first 10 minutes, then you're going to like this movie. If you're not, you're not going to enjoy it. Yeah. And as soon as you're able to do that, as soon as you're able to connect with her, you are then able to connect with the giant as well. Um, that being said, let's talk about how really fucking stupid the ending to this movie is. <laughs> yeah. Because let me tell you, it's real fucking stupid. So basically, um, he's living in giant land. They're living in giant land, and all the other giants are mean to him. And he, so he doesn't like that. So he basically what he does is he goes to the queen. And, and you know what? Them trying to you know give him large portion food when they are so much smaller than him, okay, that's entertaining. That's a fun little bit, okay? So they go to the queen, and they meet up with the giant and the queen, and they try to decide how to get these evil giants out of there. And so, like, what they end up doing... Have you ever, have you ever read the book? I, I did when I was a kid. I don't yeah. remember. I, I also saw the original film, but I don't remember much about that. I just remember them being at Buckingham Palace in the original one. Yeah, I, I, I read it, like, fucking 15 years ago or whatever, but I don't really... I probably... I, yeah, like, I probably didn't know you when I read this book. That's how fucking long ago I read this book. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, but it just... The ending... It seemed wrong. <laughs> it seemed like that's not yeah. how it went down. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It didn't ring a bell. So basically, what they do is like they get the queen's army to like devise these like giant nets or something, and then they just like carry yeah. off the other Roald giants. Roald Dahl was a fucking psychopath, so maybe that is how it went down. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, yeah it's, remember, true. it's true. But then they carry the other giants to another island, and it's like, hey, you know what? Yeah, I feel like I have a. I feel like I have a different solution to this problem. Hey, BFG, just fucking move. You just fucking move and not live in the giant land with the other giants. If if what if your legitimate solution is to force f like five other dudes to move to an island, a secluded island, why don't you just go to that fucking island yourself? Well, like, just, for example, say you're living in uh, you're living in a house with six other people. You have six roommates. Say, yeah. And um, you don't like how five of them act. <laughs> you're gonna tell the, you're gonna tell five people to move out, Chadley. Y'all <laughs> yeah, own, yeah. own the house. Y'all own it. Yeah, this, yeah. It, it's to, that's the part of the movie that I find to be quite silly. That being said, really, what gets this movie is its visuals. That scene where they go into like the dream world and they're they're catching the dreams. It makes no sense, and it sure goes on a long time. Doesn't mean it's not fun to look at, though. Yeah, but this is the fuck you're you're doing the Avatar defense right now, like. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but I think I mean I think this one's a little bit deeper than Avatar, which is are you weird fucking to say trying to you trying to get OJ like 
<laughs> off trial right now? What the fuck are you doing? OJ is innocent though, for real. But um, <laughs> free OJ. Free OJ. Is he still in jail? I think he's still in jail, right? Yeah, he's in jail, dude. He's gonna be in jail for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for him to get out, dude. I'll be there. I'll be there waiting for you, OJ. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I'm not gonna give it the Avatar. Obviously, I'm not giving it the Avatar argument because Avatar sure is a pretty movie, but that's a bad movie. BFG. Oh, I, I would rather watch the Avatar. I think, I, think, I think there's more. I think there's more content to Avatar. I think. I think BFG is a good. I truly believe that. I think BFG is a good movie that is made better. I don't, think it's, it's I don't think it's. I don't think it's a bad movie, but mm-hmm. it's certainly not entertaining. <laughs> it's really boring, dude. It's really fucking boring. <laughs> BFG. I don't know. I kind of. Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of captivated by it. It was just like all the all the colors and the movement. That being said, there are scenes that drag. I mentioned earlier that the Chad fucking, the fucking crow when he sees something shiny, he's like, <laughs> "What do yeah, we have? Dude, what is this?" Fucking crow, I, man. Fucking loves shiny ass CG. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but fucking robot crow, man. Yeah, fucking robot crow, American. Um, uh, hey, buddy, it's pretty good. Yeah, fuck out of here, robot man. There are scenes that drag. Like I will, I will agree. There are scenes that drag, and you could have cut ten, maybe fifteen minutes off of this movie uh, to make it a little bit better. But I, I, I mean, I like the story. I like the um, unexpected partners thing, you know. And like, I think, that, I think the way that they resolve the conflict is a little cop outy, and I do think some of the scenes drag. But like overall. There's a lot of fun here. There's there's so much fun had in this movie. Like the scene where they're fucking they're fucking pumping through his uh, his workshop trying to find the little girl, and he's like trying to get him to stop breaking shit. Like there's so much fun there, and he's got the secret waterfall, and he sleeps in the pirate ship. And oh my god, now you're just fucking. What are you even doing at this point? I'm fucking naming all the stuff that I think is really fun. Like it's just it's a fun movie. It's not deep. It's not complex. Fucking no, any moron can understand this movie. No, it's fine. <laughs> I, I think it's fine. I, I don't think it's great, though. I mean, I, this is, this is yeah. not what I expect from Steven Spielberg, maybe. Um, yeah, it's, not, it's no Bridge of Spies, that's for sure. Bridge of Spies? But, like, other than... Other, it's better than... Okay, it's better than some of Steven Spielberg's recent offerings. Like, it's better than War Horse. It's but better... <laughs> That's not really even an argument. (laughs) It's better than Lincoln. All I'm saying is I'm not going to say Spielberg is back, but I'm also not going to say Spielberg is way back. I would say Spielberg is not back and will not return. I think think Spielberg might be on his way back. He could be on his way back. He's got ready ready player one in a cup sometime. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if he's actually going to make that. Like, I don't know if he's actually going to make that. Well, the funny thing about that is that the book ready player one the book Ready Player One is like all about uh, like fucking pop culture references, and I guess yeah, Steven Spielberg. Bad. I I actually I really like the book, but I'm a fucking sheep. It's I'm a the sheeple. it's the Big Bang Theory of of books. I'm, I'm surprised there's yeah, not I'm a I'm surprised there's not a laugh track in the uh, in the footnotes. Of, <laughs> <laughs> but um, Re- uh, Ready Player One has like a bunch of Steven Spielberg references, and I guess Spielberg went through and cut all of them out. <laughs> Because he doesn't want to reference his own fucking movie, which God bless the man. I don't know. I I wouldn't. This is a fun movie for kids. Oh yeah, yeah you I'm got not, kids. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying, as a movie, not not that good. Not that good of a movie. I think as a, I think as a movie, it operates fine. I I enjoyed it. I <laughs> functional. Okay, functionally, it's a movie, but I don't think it's a very <laughs> good movie. That's what I'm saying. I had fun watching it, and I, and I feel like that's if okay. For a movie like this, clearly they're not looking to captivate me, which they did. Well, I mean, they're not looking to—they're not looking to move me, which this movie obviously did not. But they're looking to entertain me, which I will say this movie did. Yeah, so but I'm gonna. He also made Tintin, which is fucking oh, it, more yeah, entertaining, it's fucking which infinitely like... more entertaining. I agree. Tintin, Tintin absolutely rules. That being said, this is still one of the best movies of 2016. This movie, this year has been absolute trash. I cannot um, believe how fucking completely. This, this, I don't even think this one cracks my top fifty. I don't think so this one. <laughs> have you seen fifty movies this year? I've no, seen ninety nine. I've seen ninety nine. 
2016 releases. 2016 releases. All right, I think I'm at like 78 or something. Um, so the CG in this movie is really good, but sometimes you turn on a movie, you start watching it, and then you and then you just go, "What the fuck? What the yep. fuck?" Because CG is really bad sometimes, and so well, a lot of the time, actually. Buckley Duke and I have been more so than not. Buckley Duke and I have been throwing around ideas for new and interesting top fives, and one of the one of the ones that we came up with is top five shiniest ass CG in movies. This is just things in movies that just look worse than anything else you've ever fucking seen in movies. Uh, From what, what 2003. You... Ang Lee's yeah. Hulk. Ang Lee's Hulk. Early, one of the early Marvel movies. Just completely atrocious, and there's so the much Hulk, in the, the movie Hulk almost, CGI. The Hulk almost looks like he's made out of clay in that movie. Like, he looks yeah. real fucking bad. It's like he's bad and he's not even the worst part those fucking dogs are way worse oh right um, the hulk dogs oh shit i forgot about hulk dogs <laughs> yeah of course he did because the movie yeah. fucking blows <laughs> uh my number five is from a movie that we've talked about recently oh you bet your ass baby it's harry potter and the philosopher's stone sure yeah, the bathroom troll movie. holy yeah, shit that. dude cannot even look at it it is the shiniest ass worst looking cg in like and like that's such an expensive movie. Like that's the crazy thing is that that movie was really expensive. Yeah. Just yeah, it's just such a such a shame. Such a shame. What's your number uh what's your number uh whatever the next one is? Uh 4. Number 4 John Carpenter's Escape from LA. There's there's one scene in particular where uh like this movie is like I think it might be intentionally silly, but it's just like so fucking bad. This is the part where uh Snake Plissken's is is uh, surfing out of L.A. and uh, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It basically I know. looks like he's standing in front of like a fucking green screen thing we can do on Google Hangouts. So yeah, yeah, I love that. But I mean, that was the '80s, right? So I'd say shitty CG back then. It still don't look good, but like a little bit more forgivable. Yeah. My number four. This is a recent movie. We're talking about shitty CG in recent movies now. It's Victor Frankenstein's Franken Monkey. Oh, I forgot about that oh, thing. Fucking Franken Monkey from Victor Frankenstein. Do, Holy do think, shit! Uh, do you think Max Landis animated that thing himself? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he must have, dude. Speaking of which, I actually saw that new Max Landis movie. It's actually not horrible. It's no, not it's, like it's bad. Don't don't let Chadley lie to you. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> it's not. I mean, it's not very good, but it's not the worst thing. Max finish, Landis. I didn't finish it, so it's like oh, I dude. finished American Ultra. The thing is, the thing is, is uh, let's do. You want to? Do you want to just do? You want to just do quick review here since we're never gonna fucking get to it. Sam Rockwell's pretty good. Uh, Sam Rockwell's pretty good. And is fucking intolerable. Not her. Not her best she's, work. Yeah, she is very fucking bad in that movie. Uh, but Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. He's always good though. Like even in fucking oh, and, guys, he was good. And Tim Roth, one hundred percent. Fuck no. Oh yeah, Tim unless Roth. it's unless. Unless it's Hateful Eight, I fucking I am not an advocate for Tim Roth. That's weird because I think he's good in every Tarantino movie. I, you know what? I, it might just be the fact that like it's been it's been a while since I've seen it. But last time I saw Reservoir Dogs, I remember walking away from it, not enjoying it. Well, you're crazy. Like being like, like eh. the best one. Eh. Mm. Eh. Pulp Fiction's for posers. Not my favorite. Oh, dude, I love Pulp Fiction. Of course, you but do. yes, it is for posers. Of course, you. Do. I like it too. I think it's a great film. Just it's just not the best <laughs> one. <laughs> just not as good as Reservoir Dogs. Not as good as Jackie Brown. Come on, let's get. Oh, back. Jackie Brown is good though. Jackie Brown is fucking good. What's well, your number three? Number three. I'm gonna go with uh, Wolverine Origins. Is that what Wolverine it was called? Origins. X-Men Origins, right? Uh, the, Shit, yeah, X Men Origins. How, Wolverine. how is it possible that it could look that bad? <laughs> like, yeah, especially you know what's the weird thing about X Men Origins Wolverine is that it's the fourth film in the X Men movie. And they were able to get the claws right in the first few films, and then somehow they fucked it up in this one. I don't understand that. Why not just like copy and paste the technology? What? What the fuck? Do you want to know the budget on that? Uh, on that flick there? <laughs> you sure do. One hundred fifty mil. One hundred and fifty million dollars for that kind of CG. I'd be pissed if I was a producer. I would beg for my money back. I would demand. I would demand that my money be returned to me promptly. Yeah. 
my <laughs> my number three, this might be some people's number one shittiest, shiniest CG, but my number three, it's all the snakes. All the snakes on the plane. Snakes on the plane. Snakes on a plane. Number three, worst CG of all time. All those snakes look so motherfucking bad. Like, they just look so... They look like noodles. Like, they don't even look like snakes, honestly. Here's here's how you can tell, like, if it's bad. Like, look at current video games. See what yep. their, their cutscene renders look like. And if it's worse than that, <laughs> it's not good enough. Yeah, if it's worse than that, <laughs> got to go back to the drawing board. 100%. And uh, uh, around that time, uh, uh, Final Fantasy Advent Children uh, was coming out. And the, like, if you would have taken anything from that and put it in snakes in a plane, looks eons more realistic, and that <laughs> movie doesn't even look that good anymore. Yeah, dude, it's also a really, really, really fucking bad movie. No, you like it? No, it's really fucking bad. When he cuts the motorcycle in half. Oh, dude, but that wasn't. <laughs> that was a good bike. That was a good fucking bike. My number, um, my number two. What's your number two? The uh, the lions in I Legend. Mm. It's official. Second worst CG of all time, baby. It's the lion from fucking I Am Legend. Ooh, yeah, they're bad. It's no, it doesn't, the worst part about this one, and the reason it's so high, is because it's actually not even pivotal to the plot. See, if they would have just not had that in there? Like, the zombies are still, they're still bad, but, like, at least they're in the dark and you don't really see them. <laughs> yeah, they don't, like, the, I don't know. Daylight. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Again, $150 million budget on this movie. And that's what the line looks like. You, I think you and I discussed this before, before Ed, but you could fucking buy and buy and tame a lion for that much money, <laughs> and just use a real fucking lion. Just have a real fucking lion crossfire. So you know so what? Easy. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. I thought that was gonna be your number one. This the the lion from Legend, my legend. But the, no, uh, my, my number one is uh, snakes on a plane. We already talked about it. So uh, snakes where do you go? on a plane. My number one, this is one that some people may have forgotten about, but do you remember uh, when Shia LaBeouf had to fight off the spider monkeys? Oh, God. Holy shit, remember the spider monkeys from Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Uh, I mean, like, I, I, mean, I just kind of want to include, like, the whole thing, like, the whole movie, but, like, the those ants. spider monkeys. Yeah, the ants. That, look whole, that whole section, though, that whole section is bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pretty much the section between, like, um, them meeting the spider monkeys and them getting to the aliens. Is it's all real fucking bad, but yeah, those spider monkeys—they look, oh, they look sure, they sure look bad, dude. Yep. And Shia, like Shia LaBeouf, like he, like he's like dude, like swatting them off and stuff. But sometimes it just like you can tell that there was no monkeys when he was filming. It just kind of <laughs> looks like he's dancing, almost. Yeah. Shia, Shia LaBeouf's heart's not been in any movie, I don't think. Ooh, I can't wait till you see his new movie, which I saw at a film festival a couple weeks ago. Is his heart in it? Is Chris Hardwick in it? What? No, I said, is his heart in it? <laughs> yeah, it's the best thing he's ever done, for sure. Oh, God bless. Next movie we're going to be talking about on the podcast today. Let's talk about uh, Diary of the Dead. Now, this yes. is... When I when we started watching the Day of the Living Dead, like or the Night of the Living Dead movies, I hadn't seen them all. And like I heard that at some point it sort of breaks off and it just becomes, like, shitty zombie movie. And, like, I remember I figured that that was going to happen with Day of the Dead, and I was cringing, and I was ready for it. Didn't happen. Pretty good movie. Land of the Dead, same thing. Cringing. Ah, preparing myself. Didn't happen. This one. All right, I think we made it. This is the shitty zombie ones. This is where they start to get really shitty and generic. Yeah, this one's the worst by far. <clears throat> so this one's found footage. And let's start off with the first of so many problems. Number one, gotta hire some actors, don't you? Or are you just gonna hire, you know, fucking bad so, people? So it is it is interesting how these ones were made were not like how the rest were made. Um, at this point, George Romero has moved to Canada, lives in Ontario. Uh, these ones are completely Canadian made. That's why they're bad. They're completely self-funded. <laughs> yeah, so all right. Yeah, I see there's... Yet. Dennis Hopper money in there this time. All right. Okay. Yeah. I see you. And, uh, you, you, you I, can't afford Leguizamo anymore. I feel you. I guess he, he just wanted to see if he could if he could do that footage. And I'm going to say can't. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is that I'm no expert on found footage and, like, how it works. But, like, 
I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to, like, spend a lot of the movie, like, showing the characters charging the camera and, like, capturing footage onto a computer and editing the movie. Like, you're not supposed to do that. Am I wrong? I'm no. pretty sure you're not. That's right. But uh, like, 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 like George Romero, uh, normally, he likes to put, like, a message into it. This one was, like, what, a danger of technology type thing. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think it's more there obsession was like a, with technology. For sure. There was, like, an underlying thing that uh, he likes to put in there. And it, yeah, but they kind of, like... But, like, at the end of the movie, they sort of, like... Because there's, there's the obsession to technology um, uh, thing going on there, but then at the end of the movie, they just sort of throw it out the window because she's like, oh, I'm going to finish the movie for him. And it's like, you spent the whole, whole fucking time saying the movie was stupid and that he should stop filming, and now you're like, oh, we better make this fucking movie. What was the point? <laughs> That was the main conflict of this movie. It wasn't even zombies. It was like everybody just looking at him all the time. Like every scene, at least four people were like, turn off the fucking camera, man. <laughs> and I'm sitting here as an audience member and I'm like, I sure hope he doesn't turn off the camera because <laughs> I'm watching a movie. You know? I, like, I, don't, I don't know what there was with the direction with this movie. Um, zombies looked good, I guess. Yeah. I mean, sure. they, they looked all right. I mean, it wasn't sure. that many though, so it wasn't like. Oh, dude, there was some shitty ass CG uh, in this movie though, when the fucking yeah, eyes exploded. Sure. Holy shit, did that ever look bad? Um, so there, there's another point, thing. There's a point in this movie where uh, they get robbed by by a group yep. of uh, AWOL soldiers. Uh, mm-hmm. The next one is actually about those guys. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Why? Why? Right? Why? Why, 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 why? Remember when they were going to make a second Cloverfield and it's like from the perspective of the guy that you see at that one point who's also holding a camera? I've never, Remember- made, it, I've made, I've never made it that far into the film. Okay, well in Cloverfield, there's like a part where he sees another guy with a camera and they were going to make a second movie that was like, uh, you know, that guy's perspective of everything and it's going to be like the same events. But hey, they went a different direction with the sequel and I think probably a good thing. Probably, probably a good idea. <laughs> Probably a good fucking idea. Here's the thing um, about Cloverfield. It might be a good movie, but I've never been able to make it past uh, the first half hour, which is literally unwatchable. So, don't well, know. and then the, this movie, like, it's just like it's edited so bizarrely because it's at one point in the movie they get a second camera, and as soon as uh-huh. they get the second camera, it sort of cuts back and forth between the cameras, so it doesn't really feel like found footage anymore. It just kind of feels like a movie where people are holding cameras inexplicably well, like, and yelling about I don't it. Even, I don't even understand why commit to that if halfway through you're just going to change up the formula, right? Yeah, I agree. And then, like, the movie gets really confusing, not in a good way because it's a simple, simple story. There's nothing complex about the story, but there's just – they just start jumping back and forth between these two cameras um, that it just doesn't make sense. And then there's also this one scene that inexplicably shows up in the middle of the movie – where you have like these guy, like these guys in yellow suits breaking into like this house and killing zombies, and then they shoot the old couple that's living there. And like, I don't know what the fuck that was about. There's also um, an old guy in this movie who he's drinking throughout the whole movie, but like then in one scene suddenly he's just got like a bow and arrow, and it's like where where do you get that? Where the fuck you? Why has he got a bow and arrow? Where did he get that? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You're, you're certainly you're you're fresher off this movie than I am because I watched it like two weeks ago. But it's uh, nothing about it's entertaining. I think is the problem. Like it's like it's it's a chore. It's a chore. No. Yeah, absolutely. Like I felt, I felt like it felt like a, a like a slog. You know, like a like a joyless slog the entire way through. And like I feel like there's a bare bones story here that might have been slightly entertaining if they didn't go the found footage route. Um, I don't know. It's just like, it's just such a bizarre design choice. It makes the movie just like flow a lot, a lot rougher than it should. Well, one of the things I always respect about George Romero is he, he doesn't, he doesn't want to make the same movie twice. So he tries something new. And because of that, you're not always going to make something great. And I think that's, yeah. But at least another thing too that, the other, the other thing, too, is that this is the fifth movie in the franchise, and if you look at number one, number two, number three, and number four, they all take place in the same universe, uh-huh. and they all sort of acknowledge each other, but with this one, we're just sort of throwing that all out the window 
and just like starting fresh. And it's like, okay, if we're going to start fresh, let's start fresh. That's fine. But don't do that. Why, why, don't, why do that though? Yeah. That's why, why do that? You've already got an established four movies, right? Like, yeah. Well, and the problem is, is it's not just like it's an established four movies from the past like six years. No, no, this is an established universe that you created over decades, over decades. And you're going to throw it away for a found footage movie. I don't know. That seems wrong. That seems not, incorrect. Yeah, it doesn't seem good. Wouldn't be the route I would go. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a lot of things I wouldn't do, and and most of them are uh, every choice that was made in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this one's bad. Yeah, another problem with this movie is that every character, and I mean every single character in this movie, really sucks. They are awful. This movie is so shittily written. There's the Tracy girl. Guess what? Spoiled bitch. Don't like her. You got the Jason character. Oh, guess what? He won't put down a camera and actually help his friends. So what a prick. Oh, you got the fucking Tony guy. No, he's a skeptic. He's a fucking, he's crazy. He's a crazy guy. He's a conspiracy theorist. You got fucking. Joe Rogan. Yeah, he's Joe Rogan. You got fucking the professor guy. It's like, oh, he's just an old bumbling drunk who's just mean to everybody. And then there was something in this movie that made me so goddamn mad. It's like, there's a line that didn't make sense, and they decided to use it twice. When he pat, when the old professor guy passes off the gun to Tony, and he's like, you take this. It's too easy to use. And it's like, okay, first of all, that's a dumb line. That's a shitty line. But then in the next scene... The girl passes off the camera to the professor and is like, take this. It's too easy to use. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. What are you trying to do? What are, you, yeah. are, you, are you honestly trying to compare a camera to a gun? Is that what we're doing? Because I wouldn't. Wouldn't do that. <laughs> Dude, yeah. this one sucks. Oh, it's so unfortunate because I really like I, – I was really enjoying these. <laughs> Like yeah. I, it, it, I it definitely feels like enjoy. like I would I would say disingenuous is what it feels like because yes it's not it's not well written it's not interesting it's not well, well shot it's not well, well and it's cl- <laughs> it's clear to me that it's not well acted either and it's clear to me that the um the movie either ran out of money or had very little money to begin with yeah um and possibly both um because this movie like. I don't know. Like I said, like I feel like there's a bare bones of a movie here that they just kind of didn't make. Like I, I feel like there's a like they didn't finish this movie, or like there was still like lots of scenes they had to shoot, like lots, like or like they made the whole movie and they cut out half of it. Like it feels really bare bones, mm-hmm. which is unlike because like you look at Land of the Dead, that's a that's a pretty dense movie for a zombie flick. Lots of shit's going down. Sure. And and that was supposed to be half of a script, so like, mm-hmm. it's it's really weird that, like, the output is so different, right? Yeah, the, if you if you hand in half of a script, you're gonna have a really full looking movie. But if you hand in a full script, you're gonna get Diary of the Dead. Yeah, and it's fucking stupid. Yeah, I don't know what else we could say about Diary of the Dead. Don't check it out. It's very bad. Like, 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 really, like... It's probably the worst thing out. Romero's ever, ever done. Oh, easily. Easily the worst thing. Maybe the... You know what? Like, maybe even one of the worst zombie movies ever made. And that's saying a lot, because there's some really, really, really bad ones. Yeah, and this like, is from the guy that invented the shit. Yeah, this is the guy who invented the fucking genre, and then he bungled it up. I can't believe how bad this looks. Now, we did mention last week that uh, our buddy Lokes, he saw this in theaters. <laughs> and, like, normally, I, I didn't actually get him to uh, record a voicemail, which I was going to do. Um, but but, but did, uh, did, he, did he send you something? Uh, well, <laughs> we, we know how, like, his opinion is usually wrong. Like, he thinks oh, uh, there will be... He thinks there will be blood is the worst movie of all time, uh, which it might in fact be the opposite. He also, yeah, he also said Breakfast Club is one of the worst films of all time, which is not correct. It's, yeah, that's obviously not correct. Um, but he, I think he might have been on on track with this one because it's <laughs> it is like I he, I think he demanded his money back. Um, I, I I would if I went. It's close to unwatchable. 
Well, and the thing is, is like I almost feel like this movie would be worse in a theater because it would just feel so ingenuine in a movie theater as opposed to a TV. Sure. Like a found footage movie in a movie theater, that just like that Ugh, feels. I can't believe people even pay for this. Like, like a found footage movie in a movie theater, I feel like would almost feel like a, like a like an invasion of privacy in a way. Like I, I know that sounds weird, but like watching a found footage movie in a theater, like. That just seems weird, like a shitload of people watching what is supposed to be an intimate uh, interaction with one individual. It's, I, it's voyeuristic. That's why people like it, but I don't like that. I'm not interested in that. I fucking hate. Yeah, that no, movie. thank you. Yeah, me too. Uh, the, the visit, the visit. Anybody? Oh God. If I, all I'm saying is that if I had seen this last year, this would have been on my top five worst found footage films of all time. It's no Blair Witch Project, but it's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very bad. I don't, I don't understand um, how, like you watch, I guess because I made money, but you watch Blair Witch Project and you're like, man, I got to make something like that. No, you don't. Yeah. You don't got to do that. Well, I mean, like, I think, I think the draw of making a movie that's found footage is that it's, it's probably inexpensive, right? Yes. Like, probably really inexpensive, which is why so many horror movies are audience. doing it now. Because- it does have an audience. I'm not going to deny that. I, I'm just not it. Yeah, there there are people there are people who are I mean they're dumb people, but there are people who are really interested in seeing this voyeur type of filmmaking, and I just don't understand. To me, it just looks rushed. Watch Rear Window. Watch Rear Window. Is that is that a found footage? No, it's not. It's not a found footage movie. It's not found footage, but it's a voyeuristic movie. Because I'm I'm trying to relate the experience. Okay, it's a voyeuristic movie that feels like it's complete. I see what you're saying. Yeah, go check out Rear Window. Fucking. Good movie. If you want, if you want, like, because, like, I, I think, I think the draw of it is that, that people believe that they're closer to the characters if they're able to have like a one-to-one interaction with them. Like, they're really, oh, they're experiencing exactly as the main character of the movie is experiencing. But that's not really the way it works anymore, unfortunately. And now it's just a really cheap way to make shitty movies. And like a thousand of these. Fuck you, indie filmmakers. Uh, Let's move on to a good movie. Yeah, hell yeah. Wakiki. New Zealand's finest. Taika Wakiki. Taika Wakiki. Dude, Taika Wakiki is fucking hilarious. And he's so good in this movie as the the priest. Um, So this movie is called Hunt for the Wilder People. It is the latest movie from Taika Wakiki of Flight of the Concords fame. And man, this guy, he's just, this guy's a superstar. This dude's on fire. He is so good at making movies. Yeah. He gets um, I've, yeah. I've actually seen all like five of the movies he's made and they're all just fucking brilliant. Yeah. They're, these are, these are on point flicks. Um, yeah. Let's, let's talk, let's talk first about the, the landscape because that's what really is breathtaking about this movie. Sure. Is that like this movie is good, but like it's also visually stunning. There's no CG, there's no special effects. No, it is it's just the rolling hillsides of New Zealand and it looks fantastic. Well, it makes sense why they filmed fucking Lord of the Rings there, right? Because that play it looks fake. It looks like a fake place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a fake place because it's that goddamn good looking. But, um, so basically the plot of this movie, this movie has sort of like an intertwining plot that changes is that this kid gets adopted and he's like sort of a problem child. Mm-hmm. And, um, by the way, fucking one of the greatest characters in cinema history right there, that, uh, that Ricky, yeah. um, there, Ricky. there's, there's an amazing, there's an amazing part at the beginning where they sing like a, a Ricky birthday song where they're like, I don't remember what, how it goes, but like at the end of the movie, Flight of the Concords. Um, Flight of the Concords does a, a a fucking cover of the Ricky birthday song, and it's so good. Um, yeah, they're so good. That's like that's that's pure comedy right there. <laughs> um, so basically, what we have in this movie is um this kid Ricky is being adopted by this uh this couple. Um, I don't remember the lady's name, but the the uncle is named Heck. His name is Heck. I think it's short for Hector or something like that, or Heckles. 
I don't know if that's a real name. That sounds like a clown name. Um, that's a fake. <laughs> that's a fake name for sure. And uh, essentially, what happens is that he grows accustomed to this couple. Bella. And then, Aunt and Bella. then the Aunt Bella. And then uh, his Aunt Bella dies, and um, basically, child services is coming back to take him away. And he's like, "Nah, fuck this. I want to stay with Uncle Heck." Our boy Sam and, Neil. Uh, our boy Park. Sam Neil. Yeah, of Jurassic Park fame. First of all, is Sam Neil New Zealand? Is he is he from New Zealand? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I think he is. Is is he? Because like I don't know the the he's a Northern Irish kind of New Zealand born or no he's an Irish okay. born New Zealand actor so yes okay okay because like it felt like after so many years of doing American accents he was trying to kind of put on the New Zealand accent. That well, being said. Hey, Maybe remember it's just we haven't really seen him do that much stuff. Like I pers- I've only seen, I haven't seen that many movies he's been in. Um, do you remember in Jurassic Park when Sam Neill was incapable of acting? <laughs> yeah, I do. I think he might have amended that. <laughs> well, you know, he's, he's, had, he's had many years to practice, Chadley. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, that was twenty-five years ago. But um, yeah, Sam Neill is very, very good in this movie. He, however, is not as good as the kid. Holy shit, that kid is good. <laughs> Where did that kid come from? It's, um, it's interesting too because this this is based on a book. Um, yeah, but every every line in the movie sounds like exactly how Taika would deliver it. So like, yeah, there's there's like a very clear line where Taika has taken over and told them all how to deliver the lines because it's just like like if if it was Taika instead of that kid, it would sound exactly the same. Like that's what's amazing about it. One of my favorite lines of this entire movie is like when he's trying to name the dog and he's like thinking about naming it Tupac and then she's like Tupac and he's like, yeah, he's a rapper and pretty much my best friend. <laughs> so good. Oh man. But like this movie also does get like, unlike like I actually recently rewatched what we do in the shadows and like that is such an amazing movie, but it's not necessarily deep, you know, yeah. whereas I think, I think well, this it's movie yeah, it's it's a parody film. Whereas this movie is something completely different. Uh, it's a dramedy. Uh, it's mostly funny, but there is moments where you're legitimately feeling for these characters. Um, it also has like, I, I like, I seriously think I want every fucking filmmaker to go and watch this movie, and then be like, "Oh shit, is that how you write endings to movies?" Because the ending to this movie is really good like it is really good it ties up the franchise or it ties up the uh, the movie in a way and i'm not giving spoilers but it ties up the movie in a way that is perfect to the events that's that led up to the ending it's a perfect it's perfect ending <laughs> yeah I, I it's agree. hard to it's explain it's it's definitely like well written because especially since like how preposterous it gets like it it does get very silly at some points but that doesn't take away from like <laughs> how genuine it is. Yeah, there's really good scenes where right. like Ricky it's is the like, complete it's the complete opposite of Diary of the Dead where Diary of the Dead is completely disgenuine and like doesn't like get silly enough. <laughs> this is this is fucking preposterous yet it's still grounded. Uh- I will say, I will say, just like going back to Diary of the Dead for a moment, there was like one preposterous scene in that movie where the deaf guy blew <laughs> blew up the zombies with the dynamite, and like I was hoping the rest of the movie would be that silly, and then it wasn't. Like when they're like, "Our car broke down," and he wrote on his little board, "He's like, I'm Amish, I don't care." I'm like, "Yes, that's so good." But back to um, Hunt for the Wilder People. It's tough to say. Like this is a very human movie. Mm-hmm. Um. It's really it's easy to watch this movie and get really attached to all the characters. Um, Jeremy Clement as the uh, as the fucking what do you call himself? He was like the, he was like the hut guy at the end of the movie. Oh, uh, had, like, psych- Psycho had, like, Sam. Silly yeah, Psycho Sam. Yeah, Jeremy Clement as Psycho Sam was really good. But of course, Ta- Taika Waititi as the fucking priest is so good. It is so funny when he's like, what do you think is behind the door? And they're like, Jesus. He's like, you think it would be Jesus, but instead it's another door. What's behind that door? At that time it is Jesus. Yes. He's tricky. Jesus is tricky like that. Just to, uh, just to make an edit there. Psycho Sam was played by our boy Reese Darby. 
Oh, was it? I thought it was. I, where, who was Jeremy Clement in this? Because he was in this shit, wasn't he? Or was he too busy doing the BFG? I don't. I don't. I don't remember. I think. I think it's oh, just okay. restarted. Well, I apologize. Oh, I apologize for the uh, for the typo. That is my he's bad. The, he's the other one though, so that's why you made the mistake. Yeah, yeah. They're the uh, the flight of the Concords. I can't get these fucking people. I can't get these fucking people straight. There's Reese, Taika, and 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 Jeremy. Yes. Jeremy is the one that got famous and then started being in Hollywood movies. So that's crazy. Yeah, I always assume that they're all Jeremy. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, it's a really pretty movie. It gets really silly. There's a part where Ricky's trying to fuck a girl on a horse, which is like hilarious. <laughs> and yeah. um, that that scene where he goes back to the the house with that girl is is like really really funny. And just like the reactions every character has, it's like it's, <laughs> hey, it's you're really genuine. So fucking funny. Yeah, yeah, he's really it's really genuine, but also really funny. Yeah, and that's uh, that's that that is like, if you've seen some of it, like Boy is really good, a movie that he made. It's it's pretty similar to this one actually. It's about like a young yeah, kid. kid. Yeah. Um, that's really good. And then <laughs> he made this other one with uh, J- Jermaine um, called uh, called Shark versus Eagle, and it's like he plays like a Napoleon Dynamite type. And it's oh, that uh, sounds it's, good. It's, it's it's pretty silly, but I, I do like that one too. It's not it's not. I want to other stuff. But. I want to I want to make another amendment. Uh, I, I I realized just now that I've been saying Jeremy Clement when it's uh it is in fact Jermaine Clement. This is his name. Wow, I'm fucking up. I'm fucking up on every cylinder. That's all right. Yeah. Hey, hey, you guys, blast me in the comments. Say that I'm a fake film reviewer. I don't give a shit. I'm drinking. That's, you get you get names wrong a lot. That's fine. Mm. That's why that's yeah. why I'm here. Like uh, like like uh, Ridley or Riley or whatever, Daisy Daisy Riley or whatever I called her. Oh yeah, <laughs> Daisy Riley. Uh, yeah, da- oh, no Daisy Riddler. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Daisy Riddler. That was a good one. Um, I don't know. It's it's really hard to say things about a movie that a is so well thought out and well plotted, but b. I don't want to say too much about it because I don't want to give spoilers because I think this is an absolute must-see. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it's definitely, it's definitely one of the best movies of the year. It's one of my favorites, personally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know what I'm excited for is that we are um, in middle of November, and that means Christmas season is coming. And you know what that means, right? Yes. Oscar season. Oscar season. Oscar season, mm-hmm. baby. Oscar season. We're going to be bumping out fucking nine podcasts a week sure. watching all this all this shitty stuff although we got ahead of ourselves last year and then we watched too much but uh, i think i'm down to clown to watch too much yeah why not i'm a, i'm always fucking down to watch too much movies um but uh yeah this is this is an absolutely excellent movie to keep taika watiti is just showing how it did make me very interested in the new thor movie yeah because yeah he's he's directing it right he's directing that one Oh shit, dude! I hope he's in it. Yeah, I hope so too. He's the best. But uh, I hope he also casts himself as a recurring character so that we have Taika Waititi in Avengers movies. <laughs> yeah, but um, have you seen like the uh, the Thor Office thing? No. Well, it's this thing that he directed. It's like a short movie where, and it was about like where is Thor during Age of Ultron or whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> And it's like this video it's like of Chris Evans doing his comedy shit as he's Thor in like a fucking office. And they released oh. that as like a short film. Oh, yeah. You know what? I think I, think I did see that. I'll have to rewatch it though because I remember it being really funny. The fuck? My neighbors are so loud. Fuck that's, you. That's a Taika thing. Um, yeah. But I, I'm actually excited because it's got like that weird 80s vibe to it. I don't know if you've seen like some of the, the promotional material. It's got like a weird '80s vibe to it. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm down to it, and it's not like fake '80s like everything else this decade has been. It's like, it, like it's sort of, you know, it's it's giving a re- very genuine '80s vibe. You know, you can smell it. What could this possibly be? I like, I don't, I don't even understand. But I'm, I'm gonna watch it now because they got someone who but I actually like. Here's the thing, though, is that when I'm watching that movie in the theaters, Tom Hiddleston shows up. I'm walking. <laughs> you're, you're taking a hike. 
Yo, I'm not fucking walking, dude. I'm demanding my money back. Tanya Ellison shows up. I will only walk in. Like, I'm going to buy the ticket, and I'm going to look the guy in the in the eye and say, if Tom Middleton is in this movie, I will be getting my money back, just so you know. <laughs> and then he'll like he'll be like, yeah, no, that's fine. And then he'll pull out his cell phone, go through the IMDb real quick, and go, fuck, 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 fuck. Please say he's not in it. <laughs> Ten minutes later, I'm walking out fuming mad. <laughs> I want to do some. I want to do some trailer trash real quick. Okay, sure. Why everybody freaking about out about this Beauty and the Beast trailer? Well, hey, I, know, I didn't even. I wouldn't even watch that because I don't. I have no interest. Looks, in that looks goddamn the same. It looks like it doesn't look. It's not like Cinderella where it's like, yeah, that looks pretty close. No, this looks fucking the exact same. This is gonna be the same film. It's oh, going, the one I've already seen. Yeah, it's, good. it's gonna be the exact same movie. The only thing, well, the only thing that I think. Book. Jungle Book, that was different, right? Cool. The, this, no, this, this is not going to be different. It's going to be the same. I'm telling you okay, right I'm, now. I'm good. I'm good. I don't need to see this. <laughs> you, you don't need to fucking... You know what? When we do the review, we should just watch the animated movie going blind. <laughs> the only thing that I think the, action, the live action one will have over it is that... And I've been talking about this for days. Because people... People on Facebook are kind of exploding about it. They're like Emma Watson, no, so no one's, perfect. No one's exploding, Chadley. That's you. You have you have weird people that you follow. Because I'm, okay. I'm not. Well, I've seen. I've, seen, I've seen it around. I've seen it around. But people are getting excited about Emma Watson as Belle, and I'm like, who's that? Or and not Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Emma know. Watson. I didn't see the trailer. Yeah, no. Emma Watson of Harry Potter fame. She plays Hermione Granger. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Not, so not that I, good. I, not good. That good. Yeah. Yeah, people are like, man, Emma Watson as Belle is going to be so perfect. And it's like, is it? Or is it just going to be like a girl wearing the yellow dress? Like, like, let's be real here. To be Belle, you don't need to be good. And that's fine. But you know who you do need to be good to play? My fucking Gaston. Oh, yeah. Who's playing? Good thing they got Luke Evans in that role. The perfect, most perfect cast of 2017. Holy shit, Luke Evans looks so good, dude, in the fucking garb and everything. Dude, oh, that's he gonna looks be like he looks like guest on like just walking around, like in Fast <laughs> yeah. Five or Fast Six or whichever one he's in. <laughs> yeah, one of the Fast Furious. You're, you're watching that, you're like, holy shit, did guest on just walk into this bitch? Got the same stupid mustache and like. Is this a goddamn crossover flick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Luke Evans is gassed on the beast. I don't even know who that guy is. I don't care. Guess what? He's mostly CG. Who cares? Ewan McGregor still can't do a fucking French accent. And everybody's like, Ewan McGregor's perfect. And I'm like, no, he can't do it. He can't do it. Yeah, they're going with him as the Lumiere, and he still can't do it. Yeah, I hope so. His little candle dick. It's got to be a joke in there, right? I like how often Ewan McGregor shows his wiener and like stuff, but like then did a lot of like, like fucking family movies. Yeah, like the Star Wars movies. You can't you can't pull out a wiener in a Star Wars movie, right? Well, you could. Do you think? Okay, well, do you think that you could show like? Do you think that you could show ball in a in a in a fucking family movie with no wiener? Who's directing the next uh, Star Wars? Uh, I believe it is. Is it Colin Trevorrow? No, no, no. It's uh, James Wan, isn't it? No. Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's James Wan. James Wan doing episode eight. Hmm. I don't know Fucking... if he's brave enough to show a dick. Yeah, he's not brave enough. James Wan, he he can't handle it. And Colin Trevorrow yeah. is certainly not brave enough for episode nine. Was hey, you want to you want to know how Rain, to? I thought it was Rain Johnson, wasn't it? Oh, maybe. You know what? I think you're right. I think it is Rain Johnson. Rain what Johnson. is it? He might show it's... dick. What's James Wan directing then? Is oh, you know what? I think James Wan is doing the Star Trek film films. I think, I think that's what I've got uh, on the brain. Let me take a look here. Um, oh, no, he's directing Aquaman. That's what James Wan's directing. All right. That's what I was thinking of. But um, Rain Johnson Rain Johnson could show dick, I feel. Rain Johnson might show a dick. Rain Johnson might show a dick. But here's he's the come thing. close a couple times. Here's the thing. Is that if you have one of the most highly acclaimed films of all time and you're going to make the final ninth chapter of it, you know that, what's a good way to fuck that up? Get Colin Trevorrow to direct it. Is that, what, is that what the talks were? That's not the talks. That's official. Oh. Colin, Tre- Colin Trevorrow is making the ninth Star Wars film. Well, I'm off. Maybe not. I'm off. Maybe. I hate that. I hate yeah, that, man, yeah. and his films. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't fucking do that. 
But um, I don't know. Well, we'll have to wait and see if Rogue One is good, right? Because if Rogue One is good, that means that it's possible that Hollywood just sometimes, uh, like, pr- shitty producers make make good directors make shitty movies, right? Like, with the Godzilla thing. The thing about Rogue One is they reshot 60% of it, right? So, like... Maybe, but here's the thing, is that, like, I'm wondering if maybe the reason they reshot 60% of it is is because I bet... At first, they couldn't get James Earl Jones, and then he was like, ah, no, I'll come in. And they're like, ah, fuck, now we got to make the whole thing so that it incorporates Darth Vader a whole bunch. That's what That would be my bet. Yeah, I'd say so. Although, what, weren't the Disney execs, like, really unhappy with the first draft of Rogue One? Mm, they were scared that it was going to be too much, like, it, it was too much like a war movie. Oh, fuck you. Who cares? It's a Star Wars. It's it's the word war is in the title of the film. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely preposterous. Now we haven't decided what it is we're going to watch next week. We'll probably be discussing that off the pod, but we're going to be watching the next Day of the Dead movie, which is which is what? Survival of the What's Dead. What's the next one? Survival of the Dead. This is the one with the fucking, fucking wankers who stole all their good shit. Yeah, this one's, uh, this one's pretty bad. <laughs> is, is it also found footage? It's not found footage, but uh, it's not really a zombie movie. <laughs> you'll you'll see when you watch it, but it's not really a zombie movie. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it a movie though? Is it at least a movie? Hmm. Huh. Well, uh, <laughs> you'll you'll see when you see. Um, are you feeling familiar with like uh, those Southern family feuds, like the Hatfields versus the McCoys? Yeah. yeah. Somewhere. Yeah, it's that, but with zombies. <laughs> zombies are just kind of there. It's it's a yeah. it's a it's an Irish family feud with fucking zombies. I can't believe he did it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this has been Fuck movie at podcast. Uh, see you next week, I guess. Yeah, see see you next week. Do we have any sponsors? No, not this week. Oh, sorry, you guys. Nobody wants to sponsor our show. Hey, sponsor our God show. Bless. Send us money. God bless. Subscribe on YouTube. That's the best you can do right now. Yeah.